Well, hello, good people. Here we are, talking again. Lend us your ear. This one might be a deep subject. <laughs> We're going to be discussing relationships as far as mothers and daughters in particular. Mm -hmm. And this will be applicable to some mothers and sons too, depending on the situation. But um, mother and daughter relationships and how, how the one that you had with your mother affects the one that you have now raising the kid that you have now, whether it's a teenager or a young adult. I so, love that. I'm Nikki. Hey, y'all. I'm Velvet. And we're going to begin. Let's get into it. What an, uh, is, it could be heavy, mm -hmm. but it also could just be healing mm -hmm. and wonderful. So let's get right into it. Okay, okay. Um, you want to go first? Sure. I'll talk about my mother mm -hmm. and my relationship with my and compare that to my relationship with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So for me, I grew up um, with the mother who worked, who was very young, uh, had me when she was twenty, and she worked a lot. Um, went to college, got her degrees, became a registered nurse had four more children after me and um, just was always at a hospital working so you know I became the second mom to my siblings and um, so it was a very distant relationship and I didn't really know her um, a lot and I ended up living with my father mostly growing up so I felt abandoned by her I felt not needed not wanted I would write her letters asking you know why don't you love me things of that nature so um it was in my 40s or right at 40 that I realized I have to forgive her because I forgave myself mm -hmm. for not being perfect and for being hard on myself so now I have to forgive my mother and it's been very liberating mm -hmm. to do that. Um, and because of how I grew up with my mother, mm -hmm. I feel it's made me such a wonderful parent to my daughter. Mm -hmm. Even though not perfect, of course. But have I did have a great example of a mother through my bonus mom, who's currently staying with me this week. And I'm just so happy <laughs> to have her in my home. Mm -hmm. Uh, bringing so much good energy but my bonus mom really took care of me I met her when I was 11 mm -hmm. love at first sight yeah so with my daughter <clears throat> I tend to say I love you and give hugs and love and every day all day and try to make wonderful unforgettable experiences for her as often as possible mm -hmm. and um try to know her friends and be supportive and say yes as often as I can mm -hmm. on purpose and just these are things that I wanted I want her to be able to to tell me her truths mm -hmm. she could say anything she wants to me and I will listen with compassion so those are just things that I wanted and I feel it has propelled me um, into being a rock star mom mm -hmm. but you know, others around me would say I'm way too lenient, mm -hmm. way, you know, and they would be right. Mm -hmm. And um, so it is, 
I am an extreme version of trauma growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I'm at with it. So, How's your relationship with your mom now? With your biological mom? <sighs> so, um, we didn't have a relationship really. We would see each other maybe once or once every year or once every two years. Um, we didn't have a relationship. We didn't say I love you. I don't know her favorite color. I don't know her favorite food. She doesn't know those things about me either. So uh, very sketchy. She Nor did she have a good relationship with my other siblings. But they did talk a little bit more frequently. Um, her husband passed away recently. So I showed up at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And she was happy to see me. And that kind of started a bridge of sorts. Mm-hmm. So now we speak more. Um, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm able to give her grace. Mm-hmm. I'm able to understand her intentions. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to be okay with where her weaknesses lie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not for me to fix. Mm-hmm. This is I see that this is an issue for you. And I'm going to overlook it. I'm not going to allow my heart to get broken again. Mm-hmm. And if my heart was to get broken because of her broken ways, I would go back to being no contact mm-hmm. um, in a heartbeat. Right. But so far, <clears throat> it's, it's been pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we are with it today. Does she know what she's done? Like, have you ever talked about it with her? Yes. The last time I talked about it with her was about two years ago. She did something that really hurt me so bad. Um, She pretty much threw away all of the most important papers, including birth certificates, things like that, Mm. um, because she couldn't reach me. So she threw it in a landfill. And um, so I openly had a conversation and told her how, that wasn't okay. And why would your mind even go there? Why wouldn't you think of other ways taking it to my aunt or my grandmother's house? Or Why couldn't you just hold on to it? It couldn't have taken up that much space. Right. And it was at my grandmother's home. I didn't know she was moving out my grandmother at the time. I was blind. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I have approached her and spoken with her with a calm voice to say, that was not okay. Mm-hmm. What is the thought process you have? Right. But my mother doesn't welcome conversations that mm. that are difficult. Mm-hmm. And she will run away. She will she change sub. Them. Yes. And um, that used to really hurt me. But now I understand that she doesn't know how to communicate. And... A lot of us have that problem. And it's okay. I may never know things that I want to know. And I'm kind of sad about it, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? And I do hope that I can have those (coughs) better, deeper conversations with her. Mm -hmm. But I don't expect to ever be able to. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So the last time you saw her was when at the funeral no she showed up at my house unexpectedly about 
a month ago <coughs> just showed up somebody said someone's in the yard and I looked over and it was my mother hmm. who probably had never been to my house in over 20 years hmm. was suddenly this was after the funeral so again we had a bridge there right and she just showed up and said I happen to be near South Carolina so I thought I'd come by to see you and she stayed there about two or three days and it was you know very shallow conversations but good ones and we did some shopping together and I have never had um conversations with her or shared time with her like that mm -hmm. ever in my life that I could think of right so interesting it was very interesting yeah and um yeah I I'm getting to know her and uh she likes family food, you know, who knew? <laughs> so <laughs> how was your daughter's relationship with her? Years ago my daughter sent her a text and said, You don't treat my mother right and you you made her cry and da 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 and so my mother kinda canceled her at that mm -hmm. point. But since coming back into my life they just seem to be, you know, cautionary and they speak to each other. It's not a relationship. She, When she's around, they coexist? Yes. <clears throat> you know, they don't call her grandma, mm -hmm. grandmother. Mm -hmm. They call her Mima. Mm -hmm. That's per her request. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, it's strained. Hmm. It's strained, but they love her. Mm-hmm. They're happy to see her coming around more. They're hoping for a relationship. Recently, my daughter asked her for help with schooling. And my mother told her no. So things like that, you know, it doesn't make it easier. Um, but my mother has the right to say no. Yeah. And that's how I have to, that's how I make it okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is that she is going through nor is it my business right. she said no you know so. hmm. that's where i'm at with it wow and that's recent now isn't that interesting yeah i it hurt my feelings a little i'll be honest and i said to her i said to her um I sent her a text and I said, wow, I didn't realize my daughter was asking you for anything, but it kind of hurts my feelings that you're not willing to help her. Right. That's your granddaughter. You know, and you know <clears throat> I'm doing this by myself, but mm -hmm. you have that right. And she never responded back. And so that doesn't make it easy. Right. But I'm at a place very healed. We have to accept whatever behavior I, she's bringing. That's right. That's that right. And I haven't really been as communicative as I was just a month ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how long this will last. That little net thing. Yeah. But. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate these questions. I mean. That's very interesting. Yes. Now. How was your relationship with your mom? 
And how does that compare to your relationship with your daughter? Oh, it's very different. Mm. I didn't have a relationship with my mother. I had... We just, when I think back, we coexisted. We didn't, mm. I don't I don't have moments where I can be like, oh, me and my mother did this, or we did that. Everything that we did revolved around us going to church. We just never had fun. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I was, I'm the youngest of six. Um, I was considered kind of the oops baby because my sister, um, Myrtle, who passed away um, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. she was 10 years older than me. Wow. So, yeah, so I came along literally by the time I was eight, mm. the house was empty. So I kind of grew up like an only child. Wow. So, you know, now now they they all filtered back in, in and out over the years. But, but yeah, literally by the time I was eight, my sister Myrtle was getting married because she got married when she was 18. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. Shout out to Myrtle. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. When I when I think back on our relationship with my mother, it's like I can like I can tell you what shows she loved to watch because she was a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. and so you know I would if if I was in the school I was home with her. I know she loved the soap operas. She loved all my children, mm-hmm. you know, and I I know that she you know loved Chuck Willie from the Dayton Game. She thought he was the cutest white man ever. <laughs> um, she loved Magnum PI. I knew those things about her because I watched the same things with her. <laughs> So I knew I, I I knew that, but as far as knowing my mother herself, I couldn't tell you a daggone thing about her, because she never discussed her childhood. She never discussed her parents, which I didn't know either of them. I only knew my father's mother. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was dead by the time I was born. So I don't know anything about my about my um, maternal grandparents. Wow. You know, she never she never discussed her childhood. Anything that I know, I've learned. I learned from my father. Or like like now that I'm living here in South Carolina. Wow. When I hear stuff. But um she was never affectionate. Mm, neither was my mother. Still yeah. not. Yeah, she was never affectionate. She never said I love you, never gave me hugs. Yep. Same. Didn't matter what I did in school, she was never proud of it. <laughs> Mine didn't even know what we were doing in school. It was just it was ridiculous. Yeah. When I think back now, then it was just my life. Mm-hmm. You know, any good things that I had, I did with my father because he would take me down to work with him mm-hmm. and we'd hang out in the city and, you know, I'd be down at 75 Rockefeller Plaza hanging out. Wow. You know, <laughs> doing all kind of fun stuff with him. We'd go to restaurants and mm-hmm. he would always feed a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Always. It might, and even if it was a nice restaurant <laughs> and some of the people would get mad at him, but he did it anyway. <laughs> They'd be smelly. He'd bring them right in. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. So it's really, you know, it's it's interesting. Mm. The way that it affects me now with my daughter is that I am, me and my daughter are really close. Mm. Um, she's probably my best friend. She really probably yeah. is. When I when I think of what a best friend would be, yes, she would be the one who I know would show up regardless. Mm. Like there would be no question. Like for her, it would have to be like she don't have no money. Right. You know, there would be no hesitation with her. But yeah, that's my that's my girl. You know, we talk Beautiful. every day, even when she don't want to. I'm like, you ain't gonna call me. <laughs> you know, but she know. Hey. You know, and I've tested her. I've let two days go by, and she's like, oh, now you're being funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
She's like, it's been two days. I'm like, oh, I'm just checking. Because literally, my mother never called me. Mm. And I have tested that. And months have gone by. Mm-hmm. And I'll call my sister Myrtle, the one that I talked to. Or talked to. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you know, it's been four months. <laughs> She's like, girl, you two and a half hours away. I'm 11 miles away. How do you think I feel? Because... Literally, my sister Myrtle was that close. And she saw me more than she saw my mother. Right. And that should not be. Right. They had barbecues, wouldn't invite anybody. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Birthdays. She celebrated only with the, with the two that she liked. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. On my birthday, and if she even remembered, I was lucky. Obvious favoritism, obvious boxes you guys were placed in. Oh, most definitely. Out of the six of us, there, there, was, there, there was four of us mm-hmm. that literally could just disappear and it wouldn't have mattered. Wow. Yeah. And why do you think that was? I think because her and those two were like-minded. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They upheld each other in bullshit. Mm. Well, I know that they did, you know. I mean, these are the same siblings who agreed to forge the other signatures of the other family members to sell property and steal inheritance. Mm-hmm. They all had to agree to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So that's why there was favoritism because they were like-minded. But those two were also the two who never truly left home. Okay. You know, they would always go and come back and go and come back and then they came back and stayed. And we were all gone at that point. At that point, I was even gone and out the house and doing my own thing and living my own life. Mm-hmm. And then they here they were. Mm-hmm. Like the huddle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There was obvious favoritism, but that's the reason why. They were the most like-minded. Mm. So, did you go no contact with your mother? I never went no contact. I just limited contact. Mm. You know, I didn't. I, I did not spend a lot of visual time with my mother. I called her and we talked on the phone. And, and and to her credit, when I called, she would always act like it was the most wonderful thing. <laughs> I love it. But it was so phony. And I knew that, and I would just go along, you know, because I would call and she would go, oh, hello, darling. Aww. That was her thing. Hello, darling. Oh, and what's my grandbaby doing? <laughs> but she never called her grandbaby. Wow. Never. Never called her. You know, it was just, it was stuff like that. And then we'd hang up and, you know, I would sit and wait and see if she's going to call. Let a month go by, two months go by. And then I call, hello, darling. Oh, my God. And she did my other sister the same way. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, you know. And then, but but then it's like, I think, you know what, you, you I guess you're only working with what you know you're working with. Mm. You know? So you forgave her? Yeah, but not until after she was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she asked for it. She came to me and asked for it in a dream. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you were able to do that. Because it's just like, it is what it is, really. It truly I, is. <laughs> without... I, there's, nothing that, there's nothing me being upset about is going to change. Absolutely. And without knowing anything about your mom, Mm -hmm. am I correct in assuming 
that she came up with a traumatic childhood herself. See, I, that's the part that I don't know for sure. But it would explain a lot. Mm. Because when I, when, like even now, I'm the caregiver of my mother's sister, my mother's youngest sister. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because she's the one who I always had a relationship with and who I always thought, I want to be like her. And the more I got to know her as an adult before she became ill in the way that she is now, I realized that literally it's almost like she gave birth to me. Wow. Because I'm, I'm very much like her. We laugh at the same things, or we did. You know what I mean? Yes. We we found the same humor. A lot of things about her, I find, are me. What an honor! And so it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But I'm just like my mother. She was she was she's very different, a very different lady. You know, and but her like but her and her sisters were not close. Mm. So it makes me wonder. You know, did they all go through something? Because, like, even now, with my Aunt Frida, you know, I'm going to say her name, Aunt Frida. You know, her and her, she has a sister, her oldest sister, or her now oldest sister. But she's not close to her. And even when, even when she's in her right mind, I have to initiate her going to see her because she doesn't ever want to. Mm-hmm. So I think they all have gone through something. They were placed in the same boxes. She then placed y'all in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a traumatic upbringing. Mm -hmm. So, you know. And that's the thing about life. You can only, you only know what you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why we have to forgive. And in forgiving ourselves, we understand the importance in forgiving others because we're all human. Mm -hmm. And I feel that a lot of the time, if we knew better, we would have done better. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, but that but see, but then, but then I think back and I'm like, and and I like to say, well, you know, if you know better, you you know, you do better. But then you have kids who tell you, and you still don't do better. At that point, is it a choice? Do you just not care, or is it easier to just continue on the path that you're on? Yes, that's a good question because we have informed our mother about mm-hmm. how we felt. And mm-hmm. We did too when she and, was alive. Yep. And she had plenty of time to fix it. Yes, and mine's, you know. So I think that they don't have the right equipment mm-hmm. to be better. Mm-hmm. They are stuck. Mm-hmm. where they are mm-hmm. and all we can do is either put a boundary there mm-hmm. to protect our heart mm-hmm. or we can accept them as they are mm-hmm. and forgive them um, and I just don't know no other way I can no longer I don't think we should ever spend time asking why mm-hmm. and Hope and trying to change and fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we should spend more time accepting what is mm-hmm. and deciding if we want to deal with it or not. Exactly. Yep. And move on. And you were given a beautiful aunt. Mm-hmm. What a gift. Exactly. I know. I know. You and know? that's why I said I would never 
you know, people have asked, oh, will you put her in a home? No. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. There would have to be something that would, that would go wrong with me for that yes. to happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would never. Because, you know, she's never had children. So she's never experienced somebody caring for her and loving her like this. Wow. So I would never deprive her of that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. No. I'm so thankful that she has you. And I hope that one day somebody will take care of me in that way. Me too. Yes. You hear that, Chelsea? Okay. Shout out, Chelsea. (laughs) You know, and and I I just, and, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. My, one of my best friends, her mother passed away and I was watching the funeral online yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out Miss Alice. We love you forever. Your energy <laughs> lives on. Thank you for all the lives you touch. But um, you know, life is so short. Mm-hmm. And she was just a wonderful mom. Mm-hmm. But she had her she lived. Yeah. Yeah. Had a full life. Very full life. Mm-hmm. Happy life. And And that's the goal. Yes. And her children at times felt abandoned, Mm -hmm. you know, and then she more than made up for it later Mm -hmm. when she didn't play about her grandchildren. Yeah. She was there every day with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we can redeem ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can grow. We can be better. Mm -hmm. She made a choice. I'm going to fix this. Right. I'm no longer going to be hurting people. Right. You know, she would say it in her way. I was saved. Mm-hmm. The Lord brought me here mm-hmm. and out and through it. You know, I say yes, because mm-hmm. yes, but you know, we grow, we do better. But some of us are stuck on stupid, waiting on dumb, and they go right in the grave, stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's what my mother did, which was very unfortunate, is that she left here. With her family in total dissension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she made no effort her last years, even when she found she had cancer and knew that she was mm-hmm. going to die. She still did not make an effort to try and mend things and fix them and make them mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The best part is, I bet you have. Your will in order. Mm-hmm. I bet you have your trust in order. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We All we have to do in this life is be better than our parents. Right. Yep. And it taught you so many good lessons mm-hmm. that you set. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I made sure that, that, that Chelsea knows she's loved. Yes. Like, she, like when she was in school, she still doing it. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> do what you don't want my mother to come up here. And she was right. And they, and, and they, and they all knew that. No. 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 You don't want that because Mama Bear don't play. Okay. Mm-mm. She didn't never have to wonder about, no. She knew without the shadow of a doubt that wow. I was going to be there regardless. Absolutely. So, mm-mm. Yeah. I so, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a great relationship. And I'm glad that we do. Yes, you know, but we so have one where there's also boundaries yes. because she knows, yes, that's my mother, but she also knows, like, for example, if she curses, and mm-hmm. and I didn't even, this was not even my rule. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She goes, excuse me. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you do know that you're 28. Okay. I'm saying it in my head, but I just I go right. along with it because exactly. I really don't care at this point. Right. But it bothers her. And that's her thing. So even when even when her friends run, she's like, my mama's in the car. Wow. My mama's listening. She'll wow. tell them in a minute. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. You wow, know, that I really do. Beautiful. It wow. is. It is. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I'm on a total opposite end of that. <laughs> and I. But her and I also smoke together, so I will say that. Yes, I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful experience mm-hmm. if you get to. Yeah. You know, sharing that. <clears throat> and just for those who are listening, who want to be judgmental, because there are some of you who will be, who are listening to this, <laughs> it wasn't until she was over the age of 21 that we did that. <laughs> we'll go okay. ahead. Nah. So, yes, shout, um, shout out Chelsea. <coughs> oh, man, I think I lost my train of thought. You said you were the opposite end of that. Um, the opposite end of what? I'm so sorry. I totally lost my chance. That's <laughs> okay. We were talking. I was telling telling you about how Chelsea has mm-hmm. her boundaries. Yes, I'm the opposite end of that. Where when my children are telling me stories, mm-hmm. a lot of the times I have to not berate them for mm-hmm. being so comfortable with cursing. Yeah. And just listen to the story. Because really, I want to say, you have literally dropped (laughs) about four F-bombs. And it's such a better way you could have told this story without all of that. Yeah. But then I say, they're just trying to express themselves. Yeah, yeah. And this is what they do around their friends. Mm -hmm. And they're comfortable enough to do it around me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to really hold my tongue right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'll address it later. But Yeah. And I'll just listen to the story. Yeah. So I'm the total opposite. Yeah. Well, see, Chelsea doesn't curse a lot anyway. Mm. It's usually when she's... Usually when she's cursing, she's either telling me something that somebody else said or someone's upset her. In her in her normal language, she's just not she doesn't curse anyway. So it's usually there's usually a reason mm-hmm. attached to the expletive. Me, I don't need a fucking reason. Same. <laughs> I am. I curse. I I love and a good I, I love a good curse do word. Better. Me too. I don't try and do better. I used I do. to. I used to. You know I why? Curse like a sailor. But you know why I used to? I used to because I remember years ago. Someone, and this is before I even was someone who did who who, who cursed because I didn't even do that growing up, but um, but years ago I heard someone say, "Oh, people who are cursed, who people who curse are ignorant." That's because they don't have a good use of the vocabulary. Oops, science don't agree. <clears throat> well, years. Let's fast forward to like the last few years, or maybe probably longer than that. It was it was deemed the, the total opposite. Exactly. That people who curse tend to have a high level of intelligence. <laughs> And I was like, Facts. that one I could get on. <laughs> we so, we so intelligent. We take shortcuts. You would want to know. know what we mean, okay? You would want to know. <laughs> I love that. Besides the fact that from what I've been told, you'd rather have me cursing at you than to sit around using big words. Because when I tend mm. to do that, that's when I'm really on the edge of getting mm. ready to slap you. Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> hmm. Not the Will Smith slap, but yes. <laughs> You would want to know. You would want to know. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. And, you know, um, 
I used to tell that story from a victim standpoint mm-hmm. that would make me want to cry and mm-hmm. those around me want to cry. Mm-hmm. And I realized telling stories like that can break your heart will break your heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had to change my perspective. And I must say, uh, just to give a little value here, we are giving who we're giving to parents. Mm-hmm. Some say we chose them. Mm-hmm. Either way, we have to be understanding and compassionate with what were they dealt with? Mm-hmm. What did they go through? Mm-hmm. What have they not healed from? Mm-hmm. How has that affected you? What will you do to be better? How can you forgive? Mm-hmm. Do you forgive yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that... But see, that's where you and I differ. Mm-hmm. Because I could almost understand if she treated us all the same way. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Mm-hmm. That's the part that makes me sit here and go, you intentionally treated us, especially, and I can only speak for me, mm-hmm. intentionally treated me the way you treated me. Because if you were just this person who was like that, why didn't everyone get the same treatment? Yes. I, too, am the scapegoat and was treated worse than the others. But what I feel is she or or something happened where she was treated mm-hmm. worse than the others. Mm-hmm. She was exposed to these boxes that mm-hmm. you know parents and she is just replicating mm-hmm. what she was taught mm-hmm. and because of that i forgive you you didn't have the the right thing in front of you to do better mm-hmm. the capacity to do it because mm-hmm. my sister who ended up being a therapist and had her own practice you know she said she said do you think that that Ma made an effort to choose the other two siblings? Or or do you think she was manipulated? Because my sister wanted to believe that my mother was afraid of them. Mm. And, I, and, and I think it brought her comfort to think that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than to just say, my mother ain't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say that to her. She would get so mad at me. She'd be like, you know what? That's why your ass can't be a therapist. Because you can't say shit like that to people. <laughs> and I'm like, but right. it's the truth. Right. And I said, I said, and I would go, whatever helps you sleep at night. She'd be like, shut <laughs> up. And, she, <laughs> and uh, but, um, but, uh, I, she, she wanted to believe that, that that's that. And, I, and But then when I told her, I said, well, if that's the case, you spent time alone with her. If she was afraid She's been alone with you in Vegas for a whole entire week. You mm-hmm. wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. She never changed who she was. She was still that not nice, not warm, mm-hmm. not kind person. Mm-hmm. Even that many miles away. And my sister and brother, the ones her favorites, were not with us. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that point, my sister then accepted the fact that this was how it was going to be. Yes. And that that was her choice to to do that with whatever capacity she could love at, mm-hmm. you know, because it seemed like she couldn't love us all at the same time. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how. Mm-hmm. She didn't see. You know, that. she loved who was in front of her at the moment, yeah, or who was talking to her at the moment. Yes, 
And since they were always around and always there, they got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I sit back and I think, and I you know, when, when she came to me, and it was obvious that she needed forgiveness for whatever was going on with her soul and maybe with mine also. Um, I just forgave her. Good. You know, I just forgave her. Because my thing is this, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I... Well, this is... It's so funny how, how life works out because when you're missing something, sometimes you find it in other areas. Yes. And I've always been drawn to older people. Yes. I've always had older people in my, like my friend Sarah, you know, in Fuquay. You know, I've always been drawn to older people, and that's probably why. And they've always loved me. Mm-hmm. They've always loved me. They've always cared for me. And that's been interesting. But I found, but my thing is, you know what? She missed out on an awesome daughter. Yes. Whether she knows it or not. Absolutely. Because the one who she chose as her favorite did nothing but mimic her. Mm-hmm. You learned nothing, which is why neither of you grew. Because you chose someone who was exactly like you instead of embracing the ones who were different. Yes. And because of that, you guys couldn't reprimand each other. You, you upheld each other in the wrong because all you did was think about those things. And more than, more than it's because she went with what was familiar. Right. In the mm-hmm. same way that we choose lovers that aren't always even on our level remotely right and we're with them for years right. because they're familiar yeah to the whatever we dealt with you know it's the same thing and what do we say when we come through those relationships and we make it through we say you got to forgive yourself mm-hmm. you were only going with the patterns you didn't know better. Mm-hmm. So even with, I understand what you're saying. I feel that you have to understand. You're you're asking for an expectation to be put on your mom when there was nothing there showing her how to be that. Mm-hmm. Does that mean she had no capacity? She had nothing to draw from. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. And because I don't know my grandparents, mm -hmm. I don't know what her childhood was like. I just know that she was raised on a farm. And you know that they dealt with being put into the the golden child box, the scapegoat box, Mm -hmm. the black sheep box. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. So, that's trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. Loving homes don't come with boxes. Yep, My kids exactly. will have a very hard time telling you who's the favorite. Right. <laughs> right. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Because they should both feel like the favorite. They are. Mm-hmm. I tell them I got a favorite son and a favorite daughter. Yep. There you go. <laughs> you know? So, um... So, that's what I learned. And the, I'm thankful. Thank you, Mom. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Dad. Mm-hmm. Thank you, community. Mm-hmm. Thank you, aunties. I learned to be compassionate to all mm-hmm. because we imperfect as fuck as humans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Totally imperfect. And you have to acknowledge that. That's the thing. So, 
Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. What an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. What an amazing back and forth. Thank you for such dope questions. You're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you as well. And you all tune in next week, and we will see you soon. And I would like to know, how are you feeling after this conversation? Mm -hmm. You know, what was your takeaways? And I want to say, Chelsea, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I want to say I love you to my many children all around this world. You know who you are. I love you forevermore. Thank you. No favorites. All of you are favorites. (laughs) Okay, no boxes. Bye-bye.